What's up, TD Fantasy listeners? Jake Arians here. Not only am I one of your co-hosts on the podcast of TD Fantasy, I'm also very privileged and proud to be the president of the Arians Family Foundation, the foundation that we started to honor my mom and the work that she's done uh, for underprivileged kids uh, throughout her entire life. So for more information, go to ArianesFamilyFoundation.com, at ArianesFF on all your social media outlets. It's the TD Fantasy. The TD Fantasy Podcast. TD Fantasy Podcast. With your host, Paige Demakos, Jamie Eisner, and Jake Arians. Welcome into the TD Fantasy Podcast. Paige Demakos, Jamie Eisner, and no Jake Arians today because guess what? He's stuck in LA traffic. And isn't that just typical? Nobody, he tried to tell us that he would get to LA in five hours, and I had a good laugh because anybody who's driven in LA knows you can't get anywhere in five hours. It's the worst traffic in the world. But this podcast is not about traffic. It's about NFL lines. And Jamie's going to spit the fire. And this is the time where I tell you that the guys have been picking great picks over the first four weeks. Jamie, what's the exact total on the locks so ten, far? 10-4-1 so far this year on the locks. And we've got five more for you this week. Yeah, five is a lot. 10-4-1 is pretty damn good. Uh, actually, better than damn good. It's, it's about as good as you're going to get when you're picking as many picks as these guys have through four weeks. So five picks behind the paywall this week that you're going to want to check out on tdfantasy.com. Well, let's start off with the Green Bay Packers and Detroit Lions. The Packers are going on the road, a one-point favorite going into Detroit. Uh, Jamie, what are your thoughts on this one? Well, this game scares me a bit if I'm a Packers fan. the Green Bay's been terrible on the road, basically almost the entire Mike McCarthy era. Yes, they have. Uh, so it, it, they were bad on the road in their game against Washington last time they played. I, I'm, you know what, I'm really worried about this game for the Packers. Uh, I don't, again, I don't think the Lions are a great team, but I actually like the Lions plus one here. I need to see the Packers win a big road game, especially in the division, before I get all excited about their team. They're very banged up at wide receiver. Everybody is hurt right now. Devontae Adams is banged up. He's going to play. Randall Cobb will not play. Geronimo Allison might play. I'm a little concerned about that right now. But uh, to me, I, I'm going to take the Lions here. Uh, Jake is going to go the other way, though. I, mean, I, have, I have a score prediction, so I'm going to okay. pretend to be Jake for a little bit. Uh, although I'm not going to you know, call out Leonard Fournette's manhood or whatever. But that, 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 I'll leave that to Jake. <laughs> That's but, a different podcast. Uh, he has Packers 28-24, to 24, so he does have the Packers covered. See, I, uh, I'm i with you, Jamie. I'm I hate betting you, against Rodgers. I hate betting against Rodgers. That's why Rogers. I won't be putting money on that part of this game. Yeah, this the oh, that's a little teaser for uh, something that you might like that's behind the paywall. you got to check that out on tdfantasy.com. I think the Lions win that game. I, I, I just don't – I don't trust this Green Bay team this banged up on the road, and I think Aaron Rodgers is still hurt. I'm going to continue to say that. New York Giants – going on the road to play the Carolina Panthers. The Carolina Panthers are coming off a bye, playing at home. Jake wanted me to say, that's a great scenario for Carolina. It's a great scenario for any NFL team. When you come off a bye and you're playing at home, they are six-and-a-half-point favorites at home. That's a big line, but the New York Giants have been horrible. They've been bad. Horrible. You know what else is a great scenario for the Panthers? Being a far superior football team than the New York Giants. True. Uh, this, to me, uh, I am not worried about this game whatsoever. I have the Panthers covering that six-and-a-half-point spread. Uh, they're a better team all around. That Giants offense does not look good at all right now. I don't know when they're going to turn it on, and I doubt it's going to be in a road game against a really strong defense. New York's defense is banged up, and it's just been nothing special this year. I think Carolina takes this game easily. Jake has the Panthers winning as well, but he does not have them covering. He has them 27-23. to 23. 
So a four-point victory for the Carolina Panthers. I don't think it's that close. I'm with you. I don't think the New York Giants can score 23 points. Not the way that they should be able to. They have the talent on paper, too. They just haven't done it. Yeah, I need to see it, and I haven't seen it. So I don't think there's any way they score 23 points. Next game we're going to talk about here, the Denver Broncos going on the road to play Sam Darnold and the New York Jets. The Broncos are one-point favorites going into New York. Jamie, what do you think here? So I'm a little concerned that Case Keenum hasn't thrown a touchdown since week one. Yes. I'm a, and I understand the Denver Broncos are not in the Pacific time zone, but they're in the mountain time zone. Yep. And they're going across two time zones to the East Coast for a 10 a.m. Pacific start time. That concerns me a bit. Uh, the Broncos are a better football team, but I'm going to go with my gut feeling here. I think the Jets win this game. Yep. Uh, Jets plus one. I like them a lot. Uh, I can't tell you what Jake has because that is behind the paywall at tdfantasy.com. So you're going to have to see what he likes about that game. Yeah, you're going to have to check that out. And I would say I agree with you too, Jamie. I think the New York Jets, they're a top 10 defense right now. They're playing at home. Denver, like he said, hasn't thrown a touchdown since week one. That's not a great sign. Sam Darnold's been kind of all over the place, but we have seen good Sam Darnold. Mm -hmm. And he might be a little bit better at home against a defense that's probably not going to travel and play as well as they did on Monday Night Football. You'll see this as a theme later in the show. But to me, when I'm expecting home teams to upset, it's when you have mediocre teams going on the road. I think that's the scenario where you can have a team that, again, I don't think the Jets are as good as the Broncos, but I think they're going to get it done in this game. All right, the Atlanta Falcons going on the road to play the Pittsburgh Steelers. These are two teams with their backs up against the wall. Two teams that need a victory, and the Pittsburgh Steelers are at home. But this is not a primetime game. This is a regular game, and we all know they like the primetime, but they don't necessarily show out. It's a huge disappointment thus far. This team is only a three-point favorite at home. What are your thoughts on this game with both teams really needing a victory and really both teams having no signs of any defense in the vicinity. Yeah, I'm going to say there's not going to be a lot of defense in this Lots game. Lots of points. Uh, the over-under right now is 58. I think that's right in minus 115 right now. So that's probably going to creep up to 59, maybe 59 and a half by the time we get to kickoff. Uh, I'm going to probably avoid it when it gets that high. Uh, I just don't like overs when they start to creep towards 60. It's, it's very possible that could happen in this game, but I, I get worried. There are a lot of things that can go wrong. You know, to me, again, both teams, as you said, they both kind of need the win. There's no advantage here of a team that's more desperate than the other. I'm going to give the Steelers a slight edge here because I mostly because I don't like the way the Falcons play away from home consistently. And For sure. They're just they play, they play a different team. team. It's different not in a team. dome. Uh, it's you know, it's not like in the, it's not like they're going to New Orleans. Again, I think the Steelers do just enough to get the job done again. That Steelers team is still too talented on offense to be playing this poorly. Uh, Jake has the Steelers winning in a close one as well, 31-28. So he has it right on the line. We'll have to ask him what, what he picks when we when push comes to shove. But I think the Steelers cover, but I'm not terribly confident. So I did just talk to him on the phone, and his gut reaction for both the Ravens and the Steelers was he was picking it right on the line. And he said he would pick both teams to cover. Okay. Uh, I think both of those games are going to be real close as well. And this brings us right into this next game, the Baltimore Ravens going into the division to play the Cleveland Browns. The Baltimore Ravens are a three-point favorite going into Cleveland. They are also a top 10 defense so far this season. Jamie, what do you see happening here? So this is the, the – everyone's going to want to pick the Browns this week. Yeah. Uh, but no. Uh, I'm going to pick the Ravens. I think the Ravens are a better football team. The Ravens' defense can hang with Cleveland's defense. Um, and as exciting as Cleveland's offense was last week, they, they're going to play a real defense this week, and I think they're going to struggle a little bit. Uh, I am buying in Baltimore. They they were, to me, a fringe playoff team when the season began. I thought they were a team that would be better than most people predicted, and they have definitely been that so far this year. I think this is a big win for them. 
I think Baker's going to struggle in this matchup, and I think the Ravens will cover. Lamar Jackson coming into that organization, firing uh, up uh, Joe Flacco that we haven't seen that's been better. John Brown has been a huge addition to that offense, that he's been exactly what they needed. All right, Miami Dolphins going on the road to play the Cincinnati Bengals. We're going to need you guys to go to tdfantasy.com and check out what both guys see on this game. Jake and I are we are in lockstep on this game. That's a good sign. That's and, we, and we did talk to each other. He has no idea. But he is right now has no idea that I agree with him on this. Which but. is awesome. Whenever the two guys agree, that's usually a good sign because they're looking at games completely different. And my favorite part is that Jake never looks at the lines when he picks these games. So it's, it's always a good sign when these two guys are together on something. The Cincinnati Bengals, the biggest part of this is that Joe Mixon will be playing in this football game. That's a huge thing for fantasy owners. Yeah, get him in your lineups right away. I think he and Bernard are both going to be playable, but I think Joe Mixon's probably an RB2 this week because uh, I don't think he's going to get his full work, and Giovanni Bernard's probably more like a flex, but they both should be in your lineup. Yeah, absolutely. All right, the Jacksonville Jaguars going on the road to play the Kansas City Chiefs. This is definitely the game of the week for a lot of reasons, but mostly because Jalen Ramsey and Tyree Kill – is becoming the must-watch matchup of the weekend because Jalen Ramsey said that basically Tyreek Hill is not a wide receiver. He's a return specialist, mm. and Jalen Ramsey is a Pro Bowl cornerback in his position. He wants everybody to know that you that Tyreek Hill is of no worry. He's not afraid of that speedster. So, Jamie, what do you think is going to happen here? Well, if there's one player that has the talent at DB to not be worried about Tyreek Hill, it is Jalen Ramsey. For sure. Uh, this is going to be interesting because Jake and I are, are polar opposite on this game. I, Ooh, I, like the ja- I like the Jaguars to win outright. I and agree. I'm gonna, and I'm going to get Jaguars plus three. I think elite defenses beat elite offenses, and I think that's what we're seeing here. Uh, I am still not as high on the Kansas City defense as Jake is. I know he came on the podcast, whether it was Monday or Wednesday, it's, it, it, proclaiming how they're better than we think. Well, I thought they were the worst defense in the league, so I th- <laughs> or maybe they're a little bit better than that. Uh, but no, I, I, to me, when push comes to shove, great defense beats great offense. Uh, I like the Jags here. Jake, on the other hand, has the Chiefs covering here. They have Chiefs winning 24-16. to 24-16. Now that's – I – don't envision. I know that Jake is much higher, I would say, on the Chiefs than you and I are. Yes. I saw a, and I'm going to say it, an average performance from Patrick Mahomes on Monday Night It was. Football. It was an average performance. Which, uh, which is going to happen. It's he's, not gonna be, uh, he's not going to be Joe Montana every week. No, but the, the narrative, I like to talk about the narratives. The narrative right now in football is that he led his team to an unbelievable comeback on Monday Night Football. Well, guess what? Jack, defense is travel. That is proven. And Jacksonville's defense is much better than Denver's defense. And I'm with you, Jamie. I think elite defenses beat elite offenses, especially when you're talking about a young quarterback who's primed to make a few mistakes. And I think that's what's going to happen this week. All right, Tennessee Titans, the the weirdest team in football. That's Uh, what I'm going to say. The weirdest team in football, the Tennessee Titans, going on the road to play the Buffalo Bills. The Tennessee Titans are five-and-a-half-point favorites going into right. Buffalo because Buffalo is the worst team in football. Yes. Jamie, what's going to happen in this game? So I think I've picked against the Titans, I think, every single week. Yes, you all have. Season. I still don't think they're a good team. I don't think they're a playoff team, and I don't think they're a team we're going to be all that concerned with come December. So in this matchup, I decided to do the same thing, and I'm going to pick against them. <laughs> the Bills aren't going to go 0-16. So uh, their best chance at a victory here is to play at home against a team I think is mediocre that's coming in on the road. 
Uh, I'm going to take Buffalo on the points here. I'm not convinced they're going to win this game, but I think this is actually going to be a, a field goal difference in this game. I don't think the Titans are very good. They're better than the Bills, but not that much better, and I think home could be the equalizer. Uh, so I'm going to actually take Buffalo Bills plus five and a half in this game. Yeah, I think I think that makes a lot of sense here, Jamie, because, listen, I, I think Tennessee is a fraud. Yes. You use that word to describe the Miami Dolphins, and I, I just can't figure out this football team. I don't understand how they keep getting wins. And Jake – brought up last week, but they remind him a lot of Buffalo Bills last year. They kept winning games, and it didn't make a whole lot of sense. Yeah, they, they have an, uh, their def- Tennessee's defense is better than I probably gave them credit for, and I think that was Buffalo's big play last year. Their for defense sure. was better than we gave them credit for. I just, again, I just, I, I, this might be the team I'm wrong on all year. I yeah. mean, there was the, the year the Ravens won the Super Bowl, for example. I think I picked it against them every week in the playoffs. And even they won the Super Bowl, and I still wasn't convinced they were going to win the Super Bowl. <laughs> Sometimes there's just a, a block with that team. Uh, that's what's happening here. Uh, for Jake, he has the Titans winning 23-16, to 16, so he does have the Titans covering on the road. Okay, Titans cover, according to Jake. All right, Oakland Raiders going on the road to play the L.A. Chargers. Uh, Jamie, what do you see happening in this game? The L.A. Chargers have been a bit of a disappointment to all of us. Uh, we all thought that the L.A. Chargers were going to be a much better football team than they have been thus far, but the defense has been meh. hasn't been great. Yeah, and it's, and it's not just Joey Bosa. I mean, obviously losing a player of that caliber has really hurt them, but this is more than just Joey Bosa. For uh, sure. I, I still think they're one of the five or six best teams in football here, and I still think the Raiders are one of the five or six worst. And I, and I, I know – I just sometimes you just have to go with the talent level disparity. And to me, the Chargers might only being five-point favorites at home, I think that's a pretty easy line for me to take. Uh, again, I don't think I'm going to bet it this week because, again, I, I need to see the Chargers actually look like the team we see on paper versus the team we've seen on the field recently. Uh, but I think the Chargers win in cover. And for Jake's side, that's the game that uh, Bruce is calling. So yeah, he's going to be in attendance. He's he gonna be, that, that's why he is in L.A. right yeah, now and that's not, why, not he, on this podcast. For whatever reason, and I know the reason, but I'm going to let the viewers or the listeners figure that out. He has to see all these Raiders games. I wonder why he's always checking out these Raiders mm. games. I can't quite mm. figure it out. He looks like bad football. There, there might be some clues on, on at Jake B. Arians on Instagram. <laughs> might be some clues. We got to call out our guy uh, when he's not around because he can't defend himself. All right, the L.A. Rams, the high-flying L.A. Rams, going on the road to play the Seattle Seahawks, who have been also been a disappointment. Sneak out a victory last week in Arizona. The Rams are seven and a half point favorites on the road. When's the last time we saw a team more than a touchdown favorite in Seattle? Uh, like this has to be. I don't. Not in the like Legion of Boom. Seneca Wallace era <laughs> of, of quarterbacking. Like it's been a long time since the Seahawks have been in this shape. Uh, absolutely, and I think this it's for a reason. The LA Rams are legitimately the the most complete NFL team right now. If you oh, ask yeah. me no, right now, week five, who's going to win the Super Bowl? It's Far and away, this football team. Uh, and and listen, Seattle's defense is not what it used to be. Obviously, Earl Thomas now gone out of that defense, which makes a huge impact. Their running game has struggled. Russell Wilson has struggled. What do you see happening here, Jamie? Uh, I think this is one of those games that are that's close early on, and people start to talk themselves into Seattle winning, and then the Rams just turn it on in the second half and run away with it. No. To, to me, the Rams from the second – Basically, from about midway through the second quarter of their first game against the Raiders to now, look by far the best team in football. Yeah, and I, I, I've seen what the Chiefs have done, and I know what the Chiefs have done. They don't have a defense. The Rams are by far the best team in football. Agreed. The Rams would beat the Chiefs in five out of seven games if they played a neutral. Agreed. Uh, so to me, 
Seven and a half is a big line. It's not a line I like to bet, but I will take the Rams to cover that. I think the Rams easily win by two touchdowns in this game. Again, I don't like taking teams that are more than a seven-point favorite on the road. This might be a stay-away game, uh, but I would say I have to have to pick one. It's definitely going to be the Rams. Jake agrees. He has them winning 34-20. to 20. I just think – I think this is a 10-point victory for the LA Rams. I just – I don't see a way in which the Seattle Seahawks depleted defense – and lethargic offense finds a way to beat a much better team. I understand what the Legion of Boom is, but it's not the same. They don't have the same caliber players, and that's a reflective of how the Legion of Boom is going to be going forward. Uh, all right, another team, t- two teams really, that need some wins. The, the All-Disappointment all Bowl. The All-Disappointment the all Bowl is spot on here because these two teams who we saw battle it out in the NFC Championship game are now – like this is I don't even or in the Super Bowl I don't even under I don't like this is this is a weird game this is a it these is. two teams are weird uh the Minnesota Vikings the Philadelphia Eagles I I just I don't know I don't know what to think of Minnesota they're now I I feel like I have to say this because I'm a, a Chicago Bears fan oh See, are you we didn't know we didn't know nobody what's the name of our last of our Monday podcast Mitch Trubisky okay. podcast that's right uh since Five weeks into last season, uh, five weeks prior to the end of the season last year, into now, the Minnesota Vikings are the 22nd rated defense. They have been a huge disappointment, and it started at the end of last at the end of last year. Now they obviously they made it to the Super Bowl, uh, they made it to the NFC Championship game, uh, but on a freaky play. I still think the Saints were the better football team than Minnesota last year. They upgrade, they get Kirk Cousins, uh, the Eagles. The biggest thing here is they're back with Carson Wentz. But I saw a team that played Tennessee last week in a very winnable game lose a football game. I'm just confused by both these yeah, teams, Jamie. Th- these are two teams that need to show us something. Like These something. are two teams that are, haven't really found themselves yet this season. I know it seems like cliched and out there, but th- these are two teams that have not lived up to the expectations that we have for them and that their talent on paper says they should have. I still think we're starting to get some value here on the Vikings. I still think the Vikings are a better football team than the Eagles. And as, as disappointing as the Vikings have been this year, the Eagles have been just as disappointing. Absolutely. And I think the Vikings are more talented. I think they're more talented on paper. I think they're more talented on the field. And not only do I like Vikings plus three, I like the Vikings to win this game outright. I need to see Carson Wentz and the Eagles, particularly the Eagles' defense, play like a Super Bowl contender before I start to give them this kind of credit. I still think the Vikings are a Super Bowl contender. That defense is an issue right now but I'm hoping that will get fixed soon. That offense has been excellent. Yeah, the offense has been fine. Kirk Cousins and company have done a very good job. I don't think the Eagles are going to stop them. I think the Vikings went out right. Yeah, I can see that happening. I I think that with – and you got to like plus three there. you got to like getting three points. Oh, yeah, you take the field goal points. And, again, to see what Jake likes on this game, you're going to have to go to tdfantasy.com. There's the teaser. All right, the Arizona Cardinals going on the road to play the San Francisco 49ers. Or does this game suck? Yeah, this is the – whatever the opposite of the game of the week is, that's what this game is. I mean, it's Uh, not Tennessee-Buffalo, but it's close. It's pretty close. Uh, You're seeing a backup quarterback and C.J. Beathard against uh, Josh Rosen, rookie quarterback. Had a pretty decent first start, uh, but let's see what he does on the road here. I think that's probably the most interesting, if not the only interesting angle going into this game. Jamie, what do you see here? Uh, Both offenses suck. Uh, Both defenses are overrated. Although they might not be overrated anymore. I think people kind of realize what they are. Uh, this is just going to be a blah game. Uh, I, agree. I, I don't. I don't like anything about this game. Again, I'm obligated to pick all these games, so I'm going to take the Niners minus three and a half. I don't feel great about it. Um, I just think this is going to be a very low-scoring, dull game that has very little fantasy relevance. 
I can see that. I can very well see that happening. J- Jake has the Niners winning 27-23. So he has the Niners barely covering. And that's kind of how I feel about this. This is a 3-4-5 point game that's just not exciting. Really, really close game. All right. The Sunday night football game, the Dallas Cowboys going on the road to play the Houston Texans. Uh, seems like we've been using the word disappointing a lot, but you have to when you're describing quite a few football teams that haven't lived up to the expectations, and that's what happens. That's why we all watch the NFL, because there's hype and then there's reality. And the reality is the Houston Texans have not been a very good football team, uh, although they are favored in this game after coming off a of victory against Indianapolis last week. Uh, Jamie, what do you see happening here? I know neither one of us is awfully high on the Dallas Cowboys or the Houston Texans. No, so you can get your standard three-point home favorite line here for Sunday Night Football. And and I like it for the Texans. I don't think the Cowboys can put up enough offense. Look, Zeke's phenomenal. He's going to get his. But the rest of that Dallas Cowboys team is nothing special. That defense is not good. I think Deshaun Watson should have have a big game. Um, I'm a little concerned that Lamar Miller may or may not play in this game. Uh, and then at that point, you're relying on Alfred Blue to be your number one back. But I think Texas is going to throw a lot regardless of who's playing in this game. I just, again, I, I don't think Dallas can score enough points uh, to keep this that close. Uh, I think that I'll take the Texans at home here uh, to cover the spread. Uh, and Jake does as well. He has a 30 to 24 Houston. All right, 30 to 24 Houston. Uh, guys, we will preview Monday Night Football on Monday's podcast, but I do want to recap Thursday Night Football really quickly, Jamie, because there are a few fantasy things to pay attention to from that Before game. Before we do that, I will say there is one Monday Night Football lock of the week that you can see at tdfantasy.com. Okay. So you might, and I suggest you get it in now because I think the line is going to change. All right. There's the, there's the official teaser. Let's recap what we saw on Thursday Night Football. Uh, listen. The Colts put themselves in a position to come back in that football game. They had quite a few opportunities because of turnovers uh, by wide receivers dropping footballs or Gronk dropping a football uh, in last night's game. I think the biggest part of this is we've talked about the tight end group. Whether or not we see uh, one Gronkowski things opening up for him with Julian Edelman uh, and what that offense is going to look like. And also on the other side of the football, Eric Ebron. He looks good. This he, is this is the player the Lions thought they were getting when they spent a first round pick on. Exactly. He looks great. I'm an Eric Ebron owner. He scored uh, 27 points last night. He got a garbage time touchdown. Dropped another ball that was in his hands earlier on. That's also part of Eric Ebron. You're gonna yes. have to deal with that. Yeah, but listen, he's a top guy right now, and I don't see that changing for for the Colts. No, I think he's a top five or six tight end the rest of the season. I, I think he's clearly established himself in that range with the big three. Uh, again, Gronk had a better game, uh, but with the big three, I think he's going to be there. And Jared Cook, uh, he's been awesome. Uh, if you read TDFantasy.com last week, you know I've been talking about Naeem Hines a lot in PPR League. He's, he is getting hits. He is getting five, six, seven, eight, nine catches a game. He had seven on Thursday. He is somebody in PPR and half-point PPR leagues that is flex-worthy on a weekly basis. You need to pay attention to him and literally no other Colts running back. How about on the other side of the football? Because I usually hate – having New England running backs. But Sony Michelle and James White have both been very good this season, and it continued last night. And they're both in my top 13 this week. I'll take I'll take a little bit of credit for that. Sony Michelle is going to uh, – he is one of the most talented backs that they've had there in some time. I agree. Uh, that doesn't mean he's going to get used like this every single week. I've, I've, we've got seven-plus years <laughs> of Patriot running back 
you know, log jam and yeah. shenanigans to know that I'm not going to expect him to get his on a weekly basis. But James White is going to get his. That role, that Deion Lewis role, that Kevin Falk role has been in that offense for as a long, long as I can remember. Yep. And James White is, has taken that role and is excelling in that opportunity. He's going to, I don't think he's going to get 10 catches every week, but he's going to get pretty close. But I think you're going to be very happy. Like, James White is probably a low-end RB1 going forward the rest for of the sure. season. And Sonny Michelle definitely in RB2 territory until he proves that he's not. Uh, I'm in agreement. I think these are usually I advise against running backs in New England, but this year they're proving me wrong. Uh, I, I still think I still hold to the fact that I don't think that Sony Michelle will get what he did last night every each and every week. You can't count on these guys each and every week, but I do think right now if you're in a, any league, you're starting them either in an RB1 or an RB2 spot or even in a flex spot. You're really happy with these guys. Other thing to note, Elliman got seven catches in his return. He's going to get his. He's a wide receiver, too, the rest of the way, as he's been pretty much every every time he plays. Uh, he's been really good. Josh Gordon, we should, I guess, mention that he got yeah, the for the first time. Yep. He's going to get borderline flex play. I, I'm not terribly excited about I think he's, he's going to be, be touchdown but, dependent. He's going to oh, be yeah. one of those guys who Tom Brady had 10 seconds in the pocket through a Hail Mary pass down in the end zone and Flash, who's the most talented guy out there, was able to get to the football and catch that. I know who Tom Brady goes to. And Josh Gordon is not the top no, two guys. He's not going, top three. It's going he's, to Edelman, he's going to Gronk, he's going to James White. Like, yep. th- those, are his op- those are his top three receiving options, and not necessarily in that order. No, and, and I don't like – I like going off of I know you're going to get a certain amount of receptions – and maybe in a bye week or maybe if you need to take a flyer with some upside, you take Josh Gordon. But on a week-to-week basis right now? Not a 10 or 12 team league. You're probably not. Yeah. You're um, probably not. He's probably not in your lineup. But, again, there are going to be a few weeks coming up where you have six teams on a bye, and that makes things a, could make things a little difficult for some teams out there. Absolutely. All right, Jamie, any parting thoughts on today's podcast? A lot of just blah games this week. Yeah, uh, I'm just I'm not uh, I'm not super thrilled of it. But we we got a good start. We want to know for our it wasn't a lot by any means. We don't I don't no none of us like to do locks with double digit point favorites. But want to know for our prediction so far this week. But again, I suggest you go to tdfantasy.com. We're ten four and one this year so far. Uh, that's a really good percentage for these locks. You're up a significant amount of money if you, if you've been betting on those. And we got five more this week, including one where Jake and I are both in lockstep on. Guys, you have to go check out tdfantasy.com. You have to follow these guys and their picks if you want to make money. And we all know. Unless you don't. Like, if you don't want to make money, that's fine. If you don't want to make money, please, let's have a conversation. We need to ch- we need to chat, and I need to change your mind because I don't, I don't understand why you don't want to make money. But, Jamie, how can everybody follow you on social media on both Twitter and Instagram? You can follow me at Jamie Eisner on Twitter and at J-M-E Eisner on Instagram. Uh, you can follow me at the underscore sports page with an I on Twitter and Instagram. And you should definitely follow at tdfantasy underscore on Twitter and Instagram. And please subscribe. Rate the podcast on iTunes. It's super helpful for us guys when you guys do that stuff. So thank you for listening to the TD Fantasy Podcast and good luck in week five. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.